welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness and for your mercy toward us. We thank you that you are altogether lovely. We thank you that you are altogether worthy. We thank you that you are altogether wonderful to us. And I pray, Lord, that you would allow your word to fall on good ground today. The words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And we will thank you and we will praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. 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 You may have your seats, everybody. Y'all came to have church. Amen. <laughs> Y'all came to have church. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26 is where we'll be. I'm going to focus on two verses, but John chapter 17, verse 20 through 26 is where we'll be. We've been going through a series on um, praying and giving and fasting and praising, and today we are at the end of the time of prayer. And... We've spoken for three weeks about we pray for disciples, followers of Christ. Today we're going to end with we pray for the world. Pray for the world. John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. I do not ask for these only. Jesus is speaking. Jesus is speaking to the Father. He says, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one just as you father are in me and I in you that they may also that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me the glory that you have given me I have given to them that they may be the one that they may be one excuse me even as we are one I in them and you in me that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Verse 24, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. I got to read that again. You loved me before the foundation of the world. Put that in your spirit. I want to read it one more time. God, you loved me before the foundation of the world. Oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your word, your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love which you have loved me, with which you have loved me, may be in them, and I in them. God, we thank you. Thank you for loving us before the foundation of the world. Before you ever said a let there be. You loved me. We're grateful. Give us your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray for the world. Culture making moment. We've been walking through again this series on 
praying and giving and fasting, the non-negotiables of our faith. And next week, we're going to move into a two-week time where we celebrate praise. We pray, we give, we fast, we praise. Y'all can say it with me. We pray, we give, we fast, and we praise. This is the culture of Church of the Redeemer Baptist. We are people who pray. We will be people who pray. We are people who give. And we will be people who give. We are people who fast. And we will continue to be people who fast. And we are people who praise. All right, I said, <laughs> Amen. let's go. We are people who praise. And every week we've been talking about something that needs to be communicated with regard to what this new culture called Church of the Redeemer Baptist is going to look like. And today our culture-making moment is we are evangelists. Amen. Evangelists. Look at somebody. Say, we are evangelists. We are ev- Type it in the screen. Say, we are evangelists. E-V-A-N-G-E-L-I-S-T-S. We are evangelists. An evangelist is a person who seeks to convert others to the Christian faith especially by public preaching. Some of y'all get scared when you hear that word. But we are evangelists. We are enthusiastic advocates of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are evangelists. This sometimes gets confused with a term being bandied about in Christendom today. And that term is evangelical. I didn't say we are evangelical. I said we are evangelists. We are not evangelical. We are evangelists. At first, the term was coined, this evangelical term, to represent those who, when I quote, emphasize the teachings and authority of the scriptures, especially of the New Testament in opposition to institutional authority of the church itself. And that stress, and that stress as paramount, the tenant, that salvation is achieved by personal conversion to faith in the atonement of Christ. That's what it means to be evangelical, or what it's supposed to mean, to be evangelical. But something happened in Western society around 1950, where the term became co-opted by a specific group of people for the purpose of obtaining power through partnership with with the government of our land. Y'all still with me? And then the scripture... That scripture that was touted to have so much authority began to be interpreted by said groups of people in ways that supported systemic, economic, and racial divide. The haves would preach in a way that would support them having more. And the have-nots would preach in a way that would try to convince the rest of the world that they belonged to God too. Are you listening? The haves would preach in a way that would support them having more. And the have-nots would preach in a way that would try to convince the rest of the world that they belonged to God too. Trying to preach ourselves out of a deficit. Not realizing that we were already created in the image. And likeness of the Father. And after a while, the term evangelical became synonymous with supremacist, racist rhetoric. 
Think about it, evangel evangelist and evangelical. Evangelist and evangelical. There are just three letters that are different. Only one letter added. But the whole of scripture was modified to support the worldview that is completely unbiblical. I hope y'all are listening. God never called us to be evangelical saints. In fact, the word doesn't even exist in scripture. And when we modify the words of scripture to support our worldly desires, what we do is support a theology that Paul says represents those who have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. We are looking for God to be in our back pocket so that we can have what we want, which is power, position, and authority. And we use and abuse the scripture by teaching what we want it to say so that we can gain and maintain more when God never intended that to be. God never called us to be. God called us to be evangelists. He never called us to be evangelical. God called us to be evangelists. We are not called to look like evangelists, but we are called to do the work of an evangelist. We are not called to dress up like evangelists, but we are called to be the, do the work of evangelists. We're not called to come to church for positional power and status. We are called to come to church so that we can have what we need to change this world for Jesus the Christ. Say amen, somebody. We aren't called to talk like the church but to walk or and then walk like the world, but we are called by God to be evangelists. We are evangelists. Say it to your neighbor with your mask on right. Put it above your nose and say, we are evangelists. Type it in the screen. Use your fingers, those fingers that you post with, and say, we are evangelists. We are not evangelical using the gospel for our own personal gain. We are evangelists. We are the ones that take this world, the word that changed the world once, and we will allow for the world, the word to be changed by the word forever. We are evangelists. We are those who are called by God to be people who seek to convert others to the Christian faith and those who are enthusiastic advocates of what God can do for others. Why? Because he did it for us. He woke me up this morning. That's me. <laughs> and he started me on my way. He put food on my table. And he brought joy to my day. I'm wanting to tell somebody that he was a way maker. Hallelujah. And he was a miracle worker for me. He was bread when I was hungry. And he was water when I was thirsty. He was my joy when I was in sorrow. And he was my hope for tomorrow. God has been good to me. He was the lily in my valley. Oh my. He was beauty when I was low. Ooh, Jesus, he was the beauty in my low place. Ooh, and he was the bright and morning star when everything was dark around me. God was the light that helped me see. God's been good to me, y'all. He's been my battle axe and he's been my comforter when I was anxious. He's been good to me. I can't help 
but be excited about the Lord. He's been a way maker. He's been a miracle worker. He's been a promise keeper, God. God has been good to me. I may not have what I want, but I have everything I need. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> may not have what I want, but I have everything I need. I may not have power, but I thank God for favor. <laughs> been good to me. It's been good to me. I don't serve God for power. I serve God so that I can one day be in heaven. Hmm. I don't serve God to hear accolades here on earth. I served. I can't even see what I done wrote down. I don't serve God for accolades here on earth. I serve God so that one day I can hear the one who created me say, well done. A good and faithful servant. Been faithful over a few things. Come on, baby. I'm going to make you ruler. I'm going to make you ruler over many. I don't serve God to be happy here. I serve God so that I can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. I am not evangelical. I am not serving God for power, position, or authority. I am an evangelist because God changed my life for good. And I want everybody to experience this good God that I serve. I am eager to share the wonderful works of God with a lost and dying world. And when people ask me how I made it, all I can say when they look at me is this is the Lord's doing. (laughs) And it's marvelous in our eyes. I wouldn't have made it if Jesus wouldn't have brought me over. I wouldn't be here if Jesus wouldn't have gotten me through that. I wouldn't be able to stand with you today if he didn't didn't stand with me yesterday. He's been good to me. He's been God. This is why. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If anybody has experienced the power of the king, can you just give him praise? Can you just give him praise? Can you just give him praise? Give him praise for what he's done for you. Give him praise for healing you of cancer. Give him praise for watching over his word to perform it in your life. Give him praise and then go run and tell that. Go run and tell that. He's been good to me. Go run and tell that. He's been my safe. Go run and t- tell that. Tell that. He made a way when there was no way. Go, 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 go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why. This is why I feel like it's the will of the Father that we discuss this portion of the Lord's prayer in this season. Hallelujah. When Jesus prays for the world, he's praying for the world that he knows will be fractured by the impact of pursuits of power. He realizes that he was speaking to a people that will be subjected to world systems and structures that mean them no good. He realizes that he is talking to a people that will have influence and authority, but will be challenged to use their position and authority in ways that do not glorify God. They can choose the world or they can choose the word. I'll say it again. They can choose the world 
or they can choose the world. And he realized he, the word and he realizes that the truly influential in the world are those that will live by the unaltered word of God. I need somebody to say amen right there. The ones that will be truly influential in this life are the ones of us who will live by the unaltered word of God. He prayed for himself in the beginning of the chapter. John 17 is where we are. Then he prayed a lot for believers. And now he prays for the unbeliever, the rest of the world. And he begins his prayer by saying in verse number 20, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me huh? through their word. We're evangelists. Yeah, I don't pray for those only that believe in me, but also those that will believe on me through their word. In essence, Jesus was saying, God, give them the power to be effective evangelists. In order for the, for, to be effective evangelists in your ministry to others, you need power from on high. You need the power of God to walk right, saints, because people are looking at you more than they're listening to you. You need the power of God to talk right. Because when you finally get past their visual examination, you might have a word to share with them. And the word better not be cross. Say amen, somebody. You need God's power to live right. And I need God's power to give right. I need power to do what we are commanded to do. And the shout is this. The power was already released to us. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, I hear my voice changing. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. The power that you need is the power that you already have. <laughs> the power that you need to be an evangelist in the world today is the power that you already possess. When we talk about evangelism, y'all get scared like it's a sale. Like you got to close the deal on somebody. All you need to say is, Jesus changed my life. And what he did for me, he can do for you. I once was hungry, but he fed me. I once was lost. But he found me. I was going to the devil's hell. But he was the one that was crucified on the cross of Calvary. And all I got to do is tell you what he's done for me. We used to sing a song when I was growing up. Lord, send your power. <laughs> we used to sing a song. Lord, send your power. But I've come to realize that those words are theologically inappropriate. We are asking God to send something that God already. You got the power. Use the power. Hallelujah. Slow down, sir. You've already got what you're begging God for. You've already got what you're begging 
God for. Those words are theologically inappropriate because the Bible says that Holy Spirit, the person of Holy Spirit, does not have to be sent. Holy Spirit power just has to be acknowledged and received. You ain't got no power because you ain't acknowledging the power God gave you. You ain't got no power because you haven't received the gift of Holy Spirit. You haven't received the power of God that has been released to this lost and dying world. When you accepted Jesus Christ, that same spirit that quickened his mortal body, I hope I have a church, that raised Jesus from the dead. It's right here inside it's, it's in me it's in me it's in me and if he could get up from the grave how dare I say that I can't communicate the truth of God he got up and I can't talk well of him I can't speak well of him at the why I can't he got he got up we ain't in resurrection Sunday yet but he got up saints he got up in that same power that raised Jesus from the dead is right here in you are you going to acknowledge it are you going to receive it and are you going to allow God to use it for the world to be changed through you or are you just going to be out here singing, Lord, send your power. Lord, he already did. He already did. I wish somebody would cry out, Lord, I receive. I receive your power. I receive your power. I'm not begging you for what you've already given. God, I receive your power. I already have what you've promised me. God, thank you for praying for me. For I receive, I receive I receive your power, but Jesus, I'm almost through. Jesus, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus doesn't just pray for those of us to, be, for us to be effective witnesses. He continues praying specifically, and he doesn't ask for something, and he, he doesn't just ask for something, he asks for something specific with a purpose, and this is why we have to be purposeful with our words and prayer, saints. Jesus communicated to God specifically with a purpose. And he says, I pray for those who will believe because of those who will share. So that in verse 21, that they may all be one. Amen. Mm. Amen. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I've got to quit, saints. This is almost about to be too much food to digest. But if I could read Jesus' mind, I'm almost done. If I could read Jesus' mind on Holy Week, he was essentially saying, I know I'm about to go to the cross. I know I'm about to leave those you sent. You sent me too. I know that I have to do what I have to do 
And I know that they're going to be hurt. I know that they're going to be confused. I know that they're going to be despondent. And so, God, I pray that you would cover them. Because I know how they're about to feel. We have not a high priest. Cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmity. Jesus said he knows how they're going to feel. Why? Because when he was in heaven, he had to leave the Father. So that he could live in this body of sinful flesh. He had to be separated from the Father. So that he could come to earth and live and experience everything that we experienced. Then die on the cross. Just so that he could be reunified with the Father. And now he's about to do what happened to him, to them. I know what it feels like to be separated from you. Saints, I know what it feels like to be separated from God because of my own sin. I know what it feels like to not be able to communicate the words that are in my heart beyond my mouth because I know God can't hear me. <laughs> my sin has separated me from my God. I know what it feels like to have a heart to love Jesus, but my actions are pulling me away. I know what it feels like to try my best Continue to fail. Try my best. Continue to disappoint God. Try my best. Still be in a place of separation with the king. I also know what it feels like for the gap between me and my God that was created by my sin for the love of, the, of Jesus to cover it all to be the bridge gets me back to relationship with the father Jesus paid it all all to him I owe hallelujah sin has left its crimson stain but I thank my God that he washed it white as snow every head bowed and every eye closed (laughs) holy God of Israel the world is here right now The world, the ones that you prayed for that are separated from you because we've made decisions against you. We're here right now. We ask today 
the prayer that you prayed for the world would be applied to us. We ask today that the prayer that you prayed for the ones who did not believe would be applied to us today. Help us to help help us to understand that you understand exactly what we feel. And I pray, Lord, that as we make decisions to come back to you, to engage with your word in a way that will change the world, I pray that you would help us to be restored not just to your word, not just to your church, but I pray that you would help us to be restored to right relationship with the Father. In our quiet times, meet us there. When we don't have words to say, meet us there. When we don't have strength to pray, meet us there. And when you meet us, help us to go run and tell that. Help us to be reminded to share the wonderful works of God that you have done with us to a lost and dying world. And we will thank you and we will praise you. The doors of this church are open. Can somebody give God praise? And it just for me. Can somebody give God praise? Oh, just for me. Just for me. Oh, Jesus came and did it just for me. Everybody say just for me. Just for me. Oh, Jesus came and did it just for me. Oh, just for me. Me. Just for me. Oh, oh, Jesus came and did. You know the verse? Just for me. Can you do that for me? The doors of the church are open. Listen to these words. Well, the cross will always represent the love God has for me. When the Lord of glory ever since gave all on Calvary, he did it just for me. He, he, just for me. Oh, oh, Jesus came and did just for me. 
for me. If you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now is your time and today is your day. If you're on the screen with us in our virtual campus, remember today he did it just for you. He died, he died, he died. He left the Father. He endured life in a body like ours. He lived under ridicule and shame. He was wounded for us, for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. He did it just for me. If there was only one person on earth that was separated from the Father, Jesus would have done it anyway. And if that person was you, he would have done it anyway. He's just that good. He loves you just that much. If you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, now is the time and today is the day. Just type it in the screen. Say, it's me, it's me, it's me. I realize now that he loves me just that much. If you are in the room and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, now is your time. Come, come, come. Just meet us here. Ain't no need to be embarrassed. All of us have come this way at one time or another. All of us have realized that we needed a Savior at one time or another. Just come on. We want to help you. We want to help you. We don't want to control you like some other churches do. I said what I said. And I meant what I said. We don't want to control you like some other churches do. We just want to help you walk this walk in faith correctly. If there are some who are here who have never or in our virtual campus who just need to come back home, just need to come back home. You need to rededicate your life to Christ. Now's your time. Just say it's me. Type it in the screen. Or come on down, come on down. And if there are any that are in the virtual campus or that are here with us today that need a church home, Redeemer is a great place to call home. Yeah. Church of the Redeemer Baptist right here in South Philadelphia. It's a great place to come home. And I'm going to make this call. If anybody who's been away from home that still calls this place your home, we got Sunday dinner for you. I mean, not really, but you know, we got... <laughs> <laughs> it's still COVID, sort of. Yeah, I mean, I'll send you to the corner store, but we <laughs> we. But come on back home. Come on, we need you. <laughs> we need you. We need you. Come back home. Come back home. We need you. We need your gifts to do what God's called us to do. Come back home. Lastly, if there's anyone that needs to be baptized, we get in the pool ready, right, Deacon Nix? We're getting the pool ready. Just in a few weeks, we're going to have baptism here. Amen. 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 We're going to follow in God's example. If there is one, let's just come. Jesus came and did it just for me. Oh, just for me. Just for me, oh Jesus came and did it just for me, yeah, just for me, yeah, just for me, yeah. 
for me angels for me just for me oh Jesus came and did it just for me oh just for me just for me Hallelujah. Come on and celebrate. We know that the Lord is just beginning this thing as we are here together in service. So we believe that the Lord is continuing to move even as after we give this uh, closing benediction blessing. We want you to remain in the presence and hear what it is the Lord is saying. Even as we were just singing that closing song. I thought about how hard it is to get someone to come to your house to do something for you or to have a friend be able to come and bring you something. And Jesus came from heaven. And he didn't come to get anything from us. He came in order to die. And he did it just for you. So we thank God for worship and we thank God for word and we send you out knowing that we can remain in the presence of the most high God and get everything that you need from the Lord today and give him everything that he's requiring unto you. So let's celebrate this today and all that the Lord is doing for us in this season. And wherever you are, prepare for our closing blessing to go away from these places, but never out of God's presence. Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than we all ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church in Jesus Christ through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace.